The Major Spoilers podcast covers news, reviews, and of course, spoilers, and goes into details about the topics discussed. So if you haven't read, listened, or watched the items we talk about, you might want to come back later. Hey everyone, welcome to the weekend episode of the Major Spoilers podcast. Here we are on the weekend. My name's Matthew. You can tell I'm relaxed because I have my feet up and I'm not worried about my IR. (laughs) Until Monday. Rodrigo is here as well. Hi, Rodrigo. What's up? And I, of course, am your host, Steven Schleicher, with my great co-host here every week, doing something, I don't know, Matthew, you wanted to talk about, I don't know, the time that you shaved off your goatee and you turned evil. (laughs) No, but yes. We, I, th- I think we name checked it. I don't know if we did it in the actual show or not, but we, we got off on somehow a tangent and I wanted to talk about the phenomenon of the evil twin. Oh yeah. So, and more I, importantly, kind of, you know, that whole alternate universe schmageggy. Well, when do you think, and I haven't done any research in the last couple of days since we uh, first brought this up on Tuesday, but I was uh-huh. wondering, do you know when we first got introduced to this idea of alternate universes or the evil twin? Certainly. I mean, there's. You don't want to say Cain and Abel. They were brothers, but there wasn't one that was an Uh, evil twin. They weren't twins. But, I mean, the first time that maybe pop culture audiences got a taste of an alternate universe maybe was in the 60s with Star Trek with Mirror Mirror, where all of a sudden Kirk finds himself on a ship that looks like the Enterprise but is not the Enterprise, and everybody all of a sudden has these goatees, and they're evil. That would definitely be one of the first times, um, I, I think... You know, if you go back to it, I think it dates back mm, like hundreds of years. Probably. Because the Arabian, there's an Arabian Nights story about a man, you know, viewing alternate, kind of alternate worlds or places where ha- different things happen to him. Mm-hmm. But when, when did the, uh, I, when did the, what is it, the League of Evil? No, the, uh, the, the Evil League of Evil? The Evil League of Eagle in the uh, Justice Society, the, their alternate universe, Earth 3. The, the un, oh, that would have been 61. So probably around, Society. yeah, so somewhere around that same time. I mean, obviously, prior to the 60s, we probably had some alternate universe things going on with, with DC mm. and their multiple Earths, obviously right. with Earth 1 and Earth well, 2. Let's let's take it back to the obvious, you know, uh, Alice walking through the looking glass. Did That's from what, the twin? 18, I could see Alice with a big old beard going on, yeah. stroking it. <laughs> Well, you know, Stephen, back in the day, used to be Snow White and Rose Red. Well, there you go. But now nobody cares. But see, those are. But there aren't twins, though. They're they're sisters, and I think we can understand this idea of sibling rivalry and sibling hate. But Mm -hmm. here's somebody that's you, but the opposite of you. Well, it's it's the doppelganger, right? It's it's the shadow dark version of yourself, which Mm -hmm. fills people with dread to to a you know to to a large degree. It's there's there's this uh, handful of kind of uh, writing uh, situations, right? Um, the evil right. twin, the meat locker, um, and kind of mind controlled slash amnesia. Yeah. Oh, okay. That led you sort of play characters that you know differently. It's what the evil right. twin is what allows not only I don't know Captain Marvel to fight Superman without. Superman or Captain Marvel losing face, right? But also allows you to see the unprecedented Superman versus Superman matchup. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. right. And that's one. And you know, I don't want to get all overly hoopity doopity, 
That's okay. I went to Northwestern. <laughs> oh, did you? All right. Well, and I read everything know. on the interweb, so I've got the smart interwebs. Interwebs. Intar. Well, actually, the thing that 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 struck me as something that we might even think about is if we go back, we go way, way back. What about Beowulf? I mean, to some degree, they 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 make the point that the monsters are kind of like the evil twin. They are. Mm-hmm. And in sort of an, uh, a reflection of the evil side of a hero or the evil chunk of a hero. I mean, but I, your point, Steve, and I think the thing where it really becomes prevalent and the point that really has become that the sticking point is Spock with a beard. Right. That alternate universe where evil Spock grew the beard. And, you know, to this day, if you want to say somebody's an evil twin, I always joke that I only grew my goatee because my Halloween costume one year was the evil me from the mirror universe. <laughs> nice. <laughs> well, and now I, I joke it's, you know, there's a good you in an alternate universe, not an evil you in well, an alternate Well, universe. that's okay. There's a you the with hair, universe. so. Well, yeah, that's true, too. Never know what my hair is going to do the next What's time. really funny is you actually have hair right now, and I keep making the bald jokes anyway. I know, but I don't know how much longer I'm going to do it. I keep saying, oh, I'm going to shave it off again. Actually, if you would have seen me like two days ago, I had like two weeks growth of beard. And the last time I did that, I actually shaved it off to where I had the goatee. And then I was mean to my wife for the entire day. <laughs> and, and she actually got the joke at the end of the day when I when I shaved it off and was nice to her again. <laughs> she actually got the joke of, oh, okay, you're the evil twin. Ah, and you're willing to endanger your marriage for a joke. Oh, she kicked me I ball, respect so right. that. That's awesome. <laughs> so That's what, awesome. what is so appealing about Kirk or Spock with a with a beard? I think that the main point about the the whole evil Spock, you know, the whole evil Spock evil twin was that everybody in the universe was basically a savage interpretation. They were they were not just evil. They were nasty. They were vicious. They were sadistic. But Spock was still Spock for all intents and purposes. And right. logically, Spock, you know, he engendered in, in, in this response where to survive – he has entwined himself into the mechanism of that universe, but he's still Spock. And the episode ends on this up note that no matter how evil that universe got, our Spock and this Spock aren't so different. And that Spock is going to try and, you know, change the universe for the better, yeah. for what we perceive to be the better. And I think that, you know, Rodrigo nailed it. The chance to see Leonard Nimoy playing Spock as a calculated killer that's that's pretty cool. We've seen the Star- chance the chance to see you know Flexo pretending to be Bender. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. That that I mean, have Bender actually not act like a jackass? I, I think how we got started on this was we were talking about the um, episode of uh, South Park that had the evil Cartman. Actually, I think Spooky. it started with uh, Darkwing Duck versus Negaduck. Oh, Negaduck and Darkwing Duck. That's right. Yeah. I think you're right. Yeah, Negaduck is is wonderful, but yeah, the Cartman episode of South Park, the Spooky Fish episode, wherein the the evil Cartman from the Mirror Universe is actually nice. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's what's funny. Yes, yes. And then at the end of the episode, Cartman knows that the good twin will you know say the selfless thing, and then his friends will know that it's the evil one, and Cartman actually swerves them by outthinking and proving himself to be, if not the genius he thinks he is, considerably smarter than Kyle and Kenny and what's-his-face. Yes. Stan. Stan. Do you have Stan, some other, have- other favorite evil twins? Rodrigo, do you have a good evil twin from pop culture that you like? 
Um, let's see. Good evil twins. That's kind of a oxymoron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yes. there was a see the 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 evil twin has been done a lot. So people then start getting variations. You know, to a certain degree, like Spider Man Venom kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, now, uh, but going back to uh. Darkwing Duck and Negaduck. The funny, uh, what I find to be funniest about that dichotomy, or to be the best thing about that dichotomy, is that it's not necessarily good and evil. It's competent and incompetent. Because right, 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 Negaduck right. is actually smart Very and can smart. actually get yeah. things accomplished. Right. But Darkwing Duck, the only way that he succeeds is by stumbling things and then having his knees fix things yeah, for yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. What about uh, uh, that episode of The Simpsons, uh, Treehouse of Horror, where they've <laughs> got the the crazed. The crazed uh, lunatic up in the attic, and he's the evil twin. And finally, at the right. end, the evil twin, and I forget what his name is, Hugo, yeah. escapes. Hugo escapes. And they finally have to get Dr. Hibbert in. And Dr. Hibbert's like, oh, of course they were conjoined twins at birth. But I separated them and, and gave you guys the left one to put up in the closet and the right one to grow up to be Bart. And you can tell because the left one's always evil. And they look at Bart's scar, and it's on the wrong side. Wow. And he's the evil twin all along. And he's like, well, what'd you expect? <laughs> yeah. My that's favorite. A, a, go go ahead, Matthew. No, I was just agreeing with you. That's a really cool reveal. My favorite evil twin has got to be in this recent Justice League Crisis on Two Earths. I mean, James Wood plays oh, yeah. a bizarre, wacky in the wiki woo. Um, owl man, yeah, owl man, and it is just owl creepy man. how disturbed and insane he is as the inverse of batman and at the end of that movie if you haven't seen it i'm going to give you a little spoilers there uh batman's looking at him as he's about to zap back into the off of earth prime looks at him and says the difference between you and me is we both looked into the void but you blinked and then he zaps himself out of there nice. and uh and then it's just james woods at the end is just going ah yes it doesn't even matter anymore and then everything just blows up around. It's just, it's creepy in that role that he, that he's brought into Owlman. And that is, that is a great evil twin, even though they're probably not twin yeah. twins, but oh, this yeah. alternate, alternate universe kind of idea. Nice. Did we ask you, Matthew, who was your favorite or did we get off onto the you, thing? You asked and then you didn't let me speak. Okay, go ahead. Causing three drinks for those of you paying attention. Um, this actually ties back, I think, to something from uh, Rodrigo's childhood, El Auto Increible, <laughs> no, known to us as Knight Rider, uh, Garth Knight, Michael yes. Knight's evil twin, play evil David Hasselhoff. Oh boy! Uh, he's, <laughs> the 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 backstory on this is just ridiculous. Michael Knight is actually not Michael Knight. He was actually captured, or no, he was shot in the face and left for dead, and then he was given. Uh, facial reconstructive surgery to look just like Michael Knight, who was actually uh, the millionaire dead guy's son. And Garth Knight was actually the millionaire dead guy's other evil son, played by evil David Hasselhoff. And, you know, for several episodes, evil David Hasselhoff had an evil version of Kit. Yes. Who sadly did not have a beard, although it would have been awesome <laughs> to see just hang a beard a little around, around the little red Cylon light on the front of the car. That would be cool. So I always loved Garth Knight. And I always wondered, actually, you know, if, if you were to look at that situation and try and figure out who the evil twin was. Because, again, Garth was just trying to get his life back. 
his basically his father had dumped him somewhere and left him for dead. And this this guy, this schmuck, this this jackass off the street is now living the high life with his father's money and his father's race car and all these things that were just handed to him. And Garth has to fight his way back up and steal his own talking car. Yeah. You know, it, it from the perspective of the character. And a lot of times this is true with evil twins from their perspective. They're the hero. Mm-hmm. Another really great one, comic book related bizarro. Mm-hmm. Yeah, although he's I, more of a tragic character than an evil character, I see. But right. I, I see Sil- where you're coming Silver from. Age, Silver Age tales of the Bizarro world are not tragic. They are okay. friggin' hysterical. There's there's Silver Age episodes where he's in the, the Bizarro world Justice League with Bizarro Yellow Lantern and Bizarro Batman, who am dumb. Yes. And, you know, they're they're fighting crime, and it's just too much fun. And I think there's one where they, they have, instead of the Phantom Zone, they have the Solid Zone. Mm-hmm. And Bizarro, Bizarro will go and knock on the concrete and go, are you okay? Am you okay, Phantom Zone criminals? And like, yes, we am okay, Bizarro. <laughs> I, just, I love the whole thing to where Bizarro represents Superman if he were ugly and stupid. He's not evil. He's just ugly, stupid Superman. And he has that weird code of bizarro honor. You know, man bites dog is big news on bizarro world. Yeah. You know, it, it. he has that life of his own. And again, from bizarro's perspective, bizarro is the hero. I can, I can, I can see that. Yeah. I uh, remember when 52 was going on and the first hint that Skeets was evil, that something mm-hmm. wasn't right with Skeets. I remember searching for a long time and finding the the goatee, the Van Dyke, uh-huh. and putting that on <laughs> to Skeets. And I was like, here's how you can tell good Skeets, and here's how you can tell evil Skeets. <laughs> and I think during the uh, the great crisis of 06 or whatever that year was, uh, that image got wiped from the uh, major spoilers mm. archives. But it's still one of my favorites of good Skeets, evil Skeets. And I know a lot of people got a kick out of out of that. But anytime good you just slap Skeets. a goatee on evil somebody... Skeets. What a way to go. I got, a, I got another Good. question for you. You kind of brought it up there, Matthew. You said Bizarro uh-huh. is a ugly, dumb Superman. Is Superman yep. smart? I don't know if we've had this conversation before. Silver Age Super. Silver Age Superman was always presented as supposed to be the epitome of genius. Now, the epitome of genius also meant taking a cruel enjoyment in the fact that the woman who loves you doesn't realize that you're pretending to be her best friend and effing with her head every day. Mm-hmm. But Superman was written to be super smart and super logical and being the awesomest awesome there ever was, especially under Lord Weisner. But he was a bag of hammers in his own right. I mean, you have to question the wisdom of a man who thinks that a different haircut and a pair of glasses are going to make people not recognize him. But in that world where no one recognizes him, he's obviously the smartest one there. (laughs) So if the blind are indeed leading the blind, he is the one-eyed man who are the king. When um, When he finally discovers the crystal or whatever that builds his fortress of solitude... Is there something there that makes him smart, or is he just relying on the text and the knowledge that's in that to do the fancy things that he does? Well, I, his 
super brain is super. Well, but see, here's the problem that I have with with this kind of concept. Well, go ahead, Rodrigo, and then I'll say what problem I have with this concept. Well, like like as with anything, it depends who's writing him. Okay, um, I think nowadays Superman is supposed to be slightly higher than average intelligence. Okay, I'm sure he is. Um, but well, Superman, maybe. Superman, like uses his moral compass, compass right, right. for for everything. Right. Like he doesn't need to think because he knows right from wrong, right, right, and that's that's what he operates with. Superman's intelligence rarely ever comes into question. Batman's does because Batman uses his intelligence as a weapon. Mm-hmm. Superman doesn't. Superman uses his morality as a weapon, sort of. Yeah, I guess I at least as a rudder. This is the second episode in a row where I'm picking on Superman. Mm-hmm. I don't have a hate against Superman. I mean, I think he's rather dull, but you just you just love he Batman. is a product of the Kansas education system. <laughs> he is a product. So are you. I know. And I'm not the smartest man in the world. And neither are no, you, Matthew. No, that's me. No. No, the thing is... I you know, how... it in the room. I am the smartest man on the podcast. Let's put it that way. Uh, yeah. Maybe. I did go to Northwestern. I'm just throwing that out. Yeah, yeah. Might be Rodrigo. You might be surprised. He is younger and smarter uh, and handsomer than both of us put together. <laughs> uh, how does how does going to a more prestigious school putting, make him smart? Putting both of you and Ma- both you and Matthew together and making me handsome by <laughs> it, it, that just doesn't work. Okay. Yeah, I'm that's just true. Curious. You may be the best looking man on the podcast, but you're still the valedictorian at night school for all intents and purposes. <laughs> I, I'm just curious because there's nothing in, I don't know, genetics that preclu- that makes someone genetically smarter than someone else. So just because he's mm-hmm. Kryptonian doesn't mean he's actually smarter than anyone else. Uh, unless it does. Oh, it's pre-crisis. Superman had a super brain and he was described as a super genius. Right. And his brain was as super based on your puny brain, as his body is super based on your puny body. Mm-hmm. And by body, I mean penis. Yes. Matthew ended early. Uh, Rodrigo, we got to pay back attention to what's ah. going on. Oh, back to the show. Um, no, I'm just... Ah. I'm, just <laughs> <laughs> I'm just... I'm just wondering, though, because, again... If it's pure Kryptonian, then Superman would have, based on what we're learning about Kryptonians now, this, I don't know, this inborn nature to try to take over the planet. But he doesn't because he was brought up by the Kents, who are very moral and faith-bearing and simple families. Who's to say he doesn't? I mean, maybe he just overcomes it. Yeah, maybe. Well, then, DC, there's a story for you to write. What happens when Superman has that thought? Um... But I just um, think we've that it, read that it's called Invincible. Well, that's true too. Or you know that one Elseworlds thing where he like falls to Earth and like Russia. No, that we talked about last. No, week. It, no in, in like, the past, in, yeah, in the past, king. sometime, yeah, and he rules. The oh world. yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, where he becomes the sovereign. It's called Cal, I think. It, it, it wasn't it supposed to be like Cal. Camelot. His uh, yeah. his Arthur. As it turns out, it's like his son, who looks exactly like him, yeah. ends up like dethroning him and becoming the actual yeah, yeah, yeah. Superman. Okay, all right. See. So, yeah, maybe that that is there. But So maybe it's this product of this upbringing that makes him the good twin and not an evil twin. Or well, the on that Superman vein, I don't know how many of you read Exiles under Judd Winnick. There's a moment in Exiles, although I don't know if Winnick wrote this issue, where they have to deal with an evil, evil villain, and the villain happens to be a Hyperion. Okay. So in order to defeat evil Hyperion, you know what they do? What? They they go and pick up 
good Hyperion from another universe it's, it's, and spend them against each other. It's it's the Bill and Ted uh, yeah, yeah. approach to Well, things. those are your you, favorite evil yeah, twins, you, aren't they? You yep. like? I don't understand why the you like Bill and Ted's bogus journey when Excellent Adventure is by far the better of those two movies. Well, and I have never held against you that you're incorrect on that fact. <laughs> I like I like Bogus Journey because it's so amazingly ridiculous but still maintains its own idiotic logic throughout the whole thing that's that's what i like about it it's because they find themselves in hell and they think that it's a good idea to get satan's attention to see if he'll get him out <laughs> i i guess i can see it from that point i just like the the first movie better because it tends to make a lot more sense, sense yes. than the other one which is just like here smoke this and then eat this sandwich and watch this movie. That's right. And you will be enlightened beyond all compare. See, but yeah, the, the evil robot really... asses are a, are a good are, are a good set of evil twins because see, you you have something like the Bizarro Superman comparison where right. one's smart and handsome and the other one's, you know, dumb and not handsome. Right, right. The the good robot the the Bill and Ted and their evil robot counterparts. The robots are smarter than they yeah, are, yeah, yeah. but they're still yeah. morons. Right. Like, they have their <laughs> own <laughs> evil way of being morons. It's a different kind of yeah. moron, but it, it, instead of being... Because they're evil, they're not gullible like Bill and Ted are, but they're still easily tricked because they're still morons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and being smarter than somebody else doesn't necessarily make you not evil. Because there are a lot of evil people who are really evil, but who are also a big bag of hammers. Um, I don't know if you guys read Hellblazer. What's what's this? What? Is this a jacket that the devil wears? Yes, it's a it's a Hellblazer. No, Hellblazer. John Constantine. Uh huh. An awesome character who was perverted and mocked by uh, Keanu Reeves. Well, anyway, in Hellblazer, John Constantine's brother was supposed to grow up to be the greatest uh, mystic of all time, a man who would unite good and evil and bring us into a whole new world of awesome. Mm -hmm. uh, John killed him in the womb, and only he was born, so he is the evil twin. Uh, nice. Okay. So that's kind of cool. Have you guys seen this? It, it was floating around the internet this week. Uh, somebody went and took a picture of Hitler, and they photoshopped out his mustache... Mm -hmm. And they colored the image, and, and instead of a gray Nazi suit and tie, they actually put him like in a blue blazer and a, and a red uh, red tie. Uh -huh. Doesn't look like Hitler at all without oh, that yeah. mustache, with that that iconic mustache. Some people, if you saw him wearing a Charlie Chaplin stash, you'd probably go, well, "That's something not right with that guy." Oh yeah, you shave that. Does that look like a scary mass murderer now with the hit with the Hitler mustache gone? No, it looks like uh, we'll say. Someone who couldn't get uh, voted in as a Republican, so he got, so he became an independent kind of thing, and and kind of switched his views and got got the because uh, they weren't going to vote for a Democrat in his state, so he got yeah, yeah. he got in that way. That's that's what that guy looks like. Yeah, yeah. Have you seen the picture, Matthew? No, I haven't. I think it's still up, listeners. If you if you want to, uh, I know myextralife.com. Scott Johnson still probably has it up on his site uh, this weekend. You can go check it out. I forget where the original link came from. Something that BuzzFeed had. Uh, but it's really yeah. just kind of spooky to see that side by side of 
What if Hitler just had a little bit more PR and shaved his mustache? <laughs> Would he be as spooky hey, as creepy? Hitler had fantastic PR. It's only yeah, in retrospect true. that we realize that he was a crazy evil psychopath. That, that's, that is true. That is true. Well, yeah, yeah, I don't think in retrospect. I think, you know, we pretty much knew. And that conversation ended badly <laughs> for all of us. You guys remember the Dukes of Hazard? Did they have evil twins? Boss Hogg had a good twin. Oh, yeah. Abraham right. Lincoln Hogg. Who wore all black and was nice and good and came to Hazard one day because Jefferson Davis Hogg, his evil brother, was up to no good. It was actually kind of cool. Why is it that everybody dives into the evil twin at some point? Just because we can do a different character role play? Because it allows you to see things that you wouldn't otherwise see. Well, and it's also, it's, it's iconography. If you look at it this way, what do you love about Willow Rosenberg? Willow Rosenberg, we, we love her, you know, she's sweet and she's cute and she does that babbly thing and then she does her magic. Now, what do we love about evil, nasty, quasi-lesbian, leather-wearing, badass vampire Willow Rosenberg? Oh, that it's the exact opposite, while still exactly. being as attractive as Alison Hannigan. Exactly, and that's the thing. Twice, Alec, Allison Hannigan kissing Alec, Allison Hannigan is like the only thing that makes the perfect pizza topping is another pizza. Twice the Alec, Allison Hannigan is a good thing. But what do we love about what we love about Willow is really shown when we see Allison Hannigan, the same actress, playing someone who is a giant leather-clad douchebag. And when we look at that, we can go, "Oh, well, like lore." What do we love about Data? Well, Data did that thing where he couldn't use contractions, and he was clever, and he babbled, and lore is evil, and lore is snide and self-aggrandizing, and every time lore shows up and goes, ha-ha, I am lore, you kind of go, oh, that reminds me all the cool things. Remember when Data did this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually, you know, pulled, I, a, I think, I actually pulled a lore many years ago hmm. where when I was writing in order to bump up our word count, I would said never use contractions. actually so I, all my articles were written in a way that I'd never use contractions in my regular Stephen voice. Mm-hmm. And then my, uh, the president of the company said, you know what? You ought to try writing under somebody else's name and mix it up a little bit. And so I did, but this person always used contractions. Nice. And it, you'd believe how many people it was thrown off by just the simple use of contractions, no contractions. There Plus, was, my other character was evil. Did you, uh, dun, dun, you guys, dun, dun. Did you guys ever watch uh, Small Wonder? Oh, yeah. Vicky the Robot? Yeah. Man. Vicky the Robot always talked like this. Right, right, right. I am eating my family. But she, they made a more advanced version of her who became evil. Mm-hmm. And she spoke perfectly... Good English. Yeah, just <laughs> spoke in a perfectly normal voice and was just like this sweet little girl who was totally evil. All right, as we end the show this week of our ramblings of evil twins and alternate universes, you'd mentioned doppelgamer, do, doppelgangers earlier, Rodrigo. Mm-hmm. Has anyone said you have a doppelganger? Uh, yes, actually. His name is Marley. If you go to my Facebook page, you can probably find him. We, like, people would mistake us constantly, mm-hmm. and we lived in the same dorm. Oh wow! Um, and he actually does look a lot like me. Did he follow um, you around? And... If we if we were to shave our beards and our hair, you would say no; those are two different people. But we have we both have like the same color hair and wore our beards in the same style, especially in college. Wow! Um, and people would confuse us constantly. 
I uh, when I was in Atlanta, I had a doppelganger. And he was actually the husband of this woman that I worked with a lot. Mm-hmm. And it really freaked people out because they're like, oh, I was just talking to your wife the other day. And I was like, you don't talk to my wife. You don't even know my wife. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, wait a minute. I- I'm talking about Mary. And I was oh, yeah, well, doppelganger. Or, Stephen, we just saw your your double just leave a few minutes ago. Who was that? And I had to explain to mm-hmm. people who that was. And it was uncanny how yeah. that how that happens. Matthew, what about you? Do you have a doppelganger? And is he or she evil? <laughs> I have never been accused of having a doppelganger, to my knowledge. Okay. However, if there is somewhere out there someone, I think he would probably be good because, you know, my tendency is to just kind of go, hi there, my name is Matthew. So he's probably all introverted and stuff. He's never come out of his aunt's basement. Mm. So if, if, you know, if there is an evil Matthew out there, I will find you. But you've never I had people think you. that they've seen somebody that looks just like you? Steven, you've met me. Yeah. Even people who look like me don't look like me. <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, you can go over to Gatekeeper Comics and Hobbies, Huntoon Engage, Topeka, Kansas, tomorrow, Sunday, and uh, <laughs> see Matthew for yourself, and then see if you can find a double of Matthew out there in the universe. And if you and can if you find, do, if you do, I think I we probably have, I think we probably have, if you can find a Matthew double and uh, get them to get their pictures taken together, I probably have another action figure to give away from Hasbro. How about I that? I might even all, step it up. You're I'm never going to find a Matthew double because Lewis Lane, the comic book guy, is a cartoon. <laughs> he does not exist. <laughs> All right, everybody, that wraps it up for this week's show. Thank you so much for listening. Remember, on Tuesday, it's all about kick-ass from Marvel, so make sure you've read, and make sure you get ready to post over on the Major Spoilers website when we make that announcement on Monday. Thanks so much, and we'll see you next time, because we know that you love comics, and we do too. We'll talk with you then. If you have any questions, comments, topic ideas for future shows, or would like to sponsor a show, send an email to podcast at majorspoilers.com. Visit Majorspoilers at majorspoilers.com, and be sure to check out the Major Spoilers forum. You can also follow Major Spoilers on Twitter at twitter.com slash majorspoilers and on MySpace at myspace.com slash majorspoilers. Fat Dick's revision of Superman. I could save a few bucks and stand around and read through the covers of the comics on the stand. But although every other page would be backwards, I suppose, I could still read the evens and the odds. Well, I don't know. Guess I haven't thought this all the way through. Plus, as soon as the comic book store guy knew, he kicked my butt out on the corner. What a major spoiler. What a major spoiler. Way. If I was hulking green or gray, I could just bust through that brick wall, take their comic books away. But then the little meat would deal with all the tanks and bombs and guns. Have you ever tried to read a series with all that going on? Guess I need to rethink this plan. How would I back and board my comics with such huge chance? Guess I already told ya. What a major spoiler. What a major spoiler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What a major spoiler What a major spoiler If I'm star raving rich like a man of iron I might not be surprised to find That I might actually have the heart cold To follow an entire storyline But would I really even need To read upon all those escapades I mean, who needs such distractions When your sister's such a babe But the downside is such a beast Being shot up in a fun Be in the Middle East With a king sign throwing soldier 
one major spoiler What a major spoiler Yeah, yeah, yeah What a major spoiler Whoa, 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 whoa What a major spoiler Major Spoilers Podcast Copyright 2010